0: Time. If I just had some more time, if I could just tell them one more time how much I loved them, if I could just do this one more time. And in and, and those situations, as tough and difficult as they are, it's amazing that the people somehow prepare for the loss of a loved one, and it's always hard, and you're never ready to give them up. But it's those ones that they happen instantly. In a flash of a millisecond, those are the ones that's even harder because you didn't have any time to prepare. So then it just teaches us we've got to live today to the fullest. Look at the very top of your notes here. Psalm chapter 90, verse 12. This is the only psalm that I know of that is attributed to Moses. Most of them are attributed to King... Wait a minute, it's not a trick question. Most are attributed to King David. But David didn't write all the psalm. He, it, the psalm... The the psalm book, the psalms are from the psalmist from different ones, but Moses composed this one. Look there with me. Listen to what the Word of God says. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. God, teach me to number my days. You know, I just, uh, help me, KK. I just had a Lawson, Logan. I got it. Hallelujah. Okay, Lawson, five weeks old almost. I mean, we're talking newbie. We're looking over here at Jackson. I've been seeing Jackson in office. Newbie, you know, new babies. And you're like, oh, but they have such a long life. And that's what we pray, a long, long life. But then, so this week, I I knew I was going to be talking about time. So I don't know what happened to me. Something came over me. But I knew they had a thing called the death clock. And, limitations. and I went to different sites and, and they have these actuary tables and they, they put in stuff about you, about your date, and your weight and your height and da-da-da and, and things pop up. And it's just an average, but listen to this, I punched it in the other day and it was depressing, here it is. It said, after it discovered my data, it said, November the 15th, 2053, 1,079,071,133 seconds to live. And that was the other day. And before I got off the website, I'd already lost 120 more seconds. And you're saying, well, why are you depressed? Because then if you go, and you go to multiple sites, if this one I was going to live to be about 80 or 90-something years old. The longer I did it, The shorter I live, they just, I mean, before long, it was like, you better go home and tell Donna, now you love her, you're going to be dead in seven and a half minutes. I mean, man, and here's what I know. None of us know how many days the Lord has set in his book. Don't you wish you had a copy of his book where he wrote all your days in that book? I don't think so. I don't know that I want to know, like, this is your time you're going home. That's up to the Lord So we look at this. Listen to what Psalm 139, verse 16 says. This is great. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Every single day, not one less, not one more, they were all set by a heavenly sovereign king of how many days we would have to live on this earth. Martin Luther said... We should live with the day of our death constantly before our eyes. In other words, we should live with death in mind, the end in mind, as Stephen Covey would say, in the thinking, how can I make the most utilization, use out of the time? How can I make the best wise investments of my time with the days that I have? Because here's what I know. The only day that you and I have is today, this moment. It's momentary. The the Scripture in James says it is a a mist. And then it simply vanishes. It's gone. So I'm just wondering, Lord, where are we? So in the Scriptures, there's examples of the godly people that we read about, and some of them make plans. And so I, I got a question this morning. Is it sinful or wrong for you and me to make plans? Yes or no? Okay, let me ask it again. Is it sinful or wrong for you and I to make plans? No. The Scripture is full of things He tells us to make plans. Wise planning, it is good. Now, the error is is when we leave God out of our planning and we assume that we're in control and we are not, and I'll probably say that over and over, but we make plans. So I think it's good for Christians and for all people to make plans. I mean, if we didn't make plans, we probably wouldn't accomplish much, or we wouldn't accomplish near what we accomplish. But the whole, the whole thing, I was reading different scriptures even yesterday. I was reading over in Romans, and I was reading Acts and different ones. And I read about Paul, and Paul would go on these different missionary j- journeys, and he would take the gospel, and he would take offerings, and he would take it to the people. But he would eventually say, I will return to you again if, if God wills. It wasn't like, I'm assuming that I'm going to be there. So a lot of times we say, hey, I'm going to do this and that if God wills. And it's not that we always need to be superstitious and say if God wills, but ultimately it is God's will that we get to do something. But a lot of times we presume on God that God, I'm going to get that done. I mean, like right now this morning, I bet every one of us has got one nagging project Raise your hand if there's a nagging project that I'm, when I just say the word nagging, you're like, ugh. And it's overwhelming you, and it's been going on for more than a year. Raise them high. Over five years. Raise them higher. Ten, right, Kevin. Ten years. Yeah, I mean, we just, we just have projects, and sometimes they're like, well, I'm going to get around to it one day, and one day I'm going to retire. And, and here's what I hear all the time from retired folks. When I retire, I'm going to have all this time. And then they go, I don't know what I did with all this time. I don't even know how I had a job. And I ask people that all the time. I go, man, how's retirement? They're like, I don't I don't know how I work. Like, man, I'm busy. And then some people, literally, they do. They just retire. They just shut it off. Mind, will, brain, emotions, and everything. And, and there's not much going on. But for those people, are like, man, I'm busy. I got a lot going on. There's nothing wrong with planning. The, the, the problem is self-sufficiency just write a note self-sufficiency and circle it that's what's wrong it's to put the lord to push him aside to ignore him to not ask for guidance in your life in all your ways acknowledge him lean not on your own understanding and he will direct your path proverbs 3 5 and 6 you've noticed, I quoted that a few weeks ago. I'm quoting it now. It's because I've been chewing on it for about the last two months, just thinking about this a lot. I knew transition was coming in our church and worship and different things. I mean, I, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. And he's like, but I am the Lord of the church. I am sovereign God. I rule over. And I'm just saying, God, i got to rest in you. i gotta, I got to trust you, Lord. I, I cannot lean on my own intellect or ability. God, I need you. How many of you that's a, think that's a good prayer for you? God, I need you. God, I've been trying to do this on my own. I don't know, just see how that's working for you. But nineteen centuries ago, people were planning. You can read it all through the scriptures where they were making these plans. They would make plans to travel. You you think about it, in the days of Paul and people before, do you think they caught up their local travel agent or they Googled the best flight? It was tough to travel. And it was very uh it it was a, a process that took a lot of time. It wasn't like I'm here today and I'm sitting in another country in a few hours or on the other side of the world in about 18 hours, it was like, man, in months, in weeks, I'll be there. And yet they had these things. And even there were banking firms back in the early days. 25 centuries ago, as I was reading history, it talked about there were banks set up where people could go and get money loaned to them that they might do business. So this whole thing of commerce didn't just come up in our generation. But let's look here at the Scripture, James chapter 4, look there in verse 13. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then poof, vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast. There it is, boast, Circle in your Bible. You boast and you brag, and all such boasting is evil. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it sins. So here's the first point. I want you to get ready and write into here. We're going to do it quickly. Ready? Number one We are not in control, never have been, never will be, but God is. Say it with me. We are not in control, but. All right, let's say it again. That's bad. We are not in control, but. Okay. One-point sermon, let's have some chicken. Ready? I mean, that that right there, a preacher on that song is like, God, you're in control. Okay. Don't raise your hand. Too incriminating. I hear you. I hear them in the kitchen. They're getting ready. Do we have any... I guess I'm going to have to speak louder over them. Do we have any control freaks in the house? Don't punch anybody right now. We like to be in control. I am one of them. Maybe you're one of them. We we want things to be a certain way. And ultimately, have to go, God, but I submit. God, I, I bow before you. God, you're in control. So his whole thing that I'm going to go do this, I'm going to do that. We're presuming that tomorrow will be there. We're recognizing something that might not be true, because God, He knows the outcome of tomorrow. How many times we don't even get to tomorrow, or the, or the circumstances change, or the climate changes, which something happens, and we go, God, I've tried to force my will, but God, things only really ultimately happen because you allow them to happen. God is gracious to us in Christ, and He allows Uh, So many opportunities. I love being a Westerner. I love being an American citizen. I love this country I love the opportunities it's afforded me for education and dreams and real estate and life and family and and fun and and Church and freedom and worship. Did I have a witness? Are you grateful for the opportunities God has given you as a Westerner? Amen? God is good the other day Is Dorian hit? In a horrific manner. And the people were trapped. Nowhere to go. Man, my heart broke for them. And I was just, you know, I prayed for them. And, and people were giving great sums of money and sending planes and sending relief and doing all they can. But I just thought, God, I'm just so glad that I don't find myself in that situation. But we could. I mean, when you live in the southeast, we are always subject to hurricanes and tornadoes and all, all these kind of things. But here in this scripture, back to that, it just says there are assuming that things we're going to go and do business in this or that, and we're going to make a huge profit, only if the Lord wills. We have to remember we are not in control, but God is. He's always been in control. It is is foolishness, it is a foolish boast to even pretend to think that I know what is best or I know what is going to happen tomorrow because I don't. I don't even know if I'm gonna be alive tomorrow. I don't know what my health will be tomorrow. I don't know, none of us know anything of what's gonna to happen tomorrow. All we know is we know this moment we we live in. We say, God, there's variables and you bring them and and we and I think it's important to plan. I think we think ahead. I think it's good to be goal setters. We learned uh, with Chip Jackson when he came in with our leadership team a few years ago. We did a plan called a 521, where you plan out like five years and two years, and then the year kind of like what's happening this year. It's just it was just a, a a way to help us uh, systematize to try to get framework for things that we wanted to accomplish I, and, and like I, I think we should do this however I want to I'm beginning to think this a lot of times people say this is the Lord's will and, and God's will is perfect spelled out in here and this is infallible and this yes but so many times when we go oh, well, it's the Lord's will it's this well we need to really say I, I believe this I think this is the Lord's will in, in doing things that we do on this earth Because it could be that God wants to redirect. Has God ever redirected anybody but me? I mean, like, oh God, this is your will. Because if if you pretend to say, this is God's will about everything, and then it doesn't happen, then you gotta get real quiet. Or you gotta go back on the back row. But you gotta like, you know, this is this is what we sense. We've had an abundance of counselors, we've sought the face and the mind of Christ, and we believe the Lord is leading to this. To do this however if God so sees fit that he might redirect we will go with him amen I mean I remember that this property everybody keeps asking prayer pastor pastor how about it nobody's watching it like I am I'm thrilled about it I remember when we bought that Remember when we sacrificed and we gave and then it doubled the investment. But sovereign God, we believe that it was his will to sell and now we're trying to get closer to a thing and we're believing that God has led us as a fellowship to sell our property that enables and helps us for tomorrow, amen? So you you just go, God, I'm I'm following you. And God changes things. Here's what I'd say. We are fools to leave God out of our planning. (laughs) Oh, God. I'll I involve you in the spiritual things but God when it comes to my career when it comes to my education When it comes to where I live when it comes to this I'm doing this. Okay, go ahead Don't raise your hand if you ever bought something you wish you had never bought it Might be sitting out in the parking lot Might be before you're going home today. You're like I do not know what happened to me the spirit of this world came over me and i had to have it and i didn't consult counsel or the face of god Hi, right, look at look at the second one this is this is important we did not know the future but god does he's able to guard and keep that which we entrust to Him, Lord. We trust You. Listen to this in verse fourteen. Yet You do not know what the tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you're like a vapor that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. In Proverbs fourteen eight, the wise man, the wise woman, they look ahead. Listen to Proverbs 16, 1. We can make our plans, but the final outcome is in God's hands. That's comforting if you think about it. And then Proverbs sixteen nine. We should make plans, counting on God. To direct us. Oh, that's what I pray for us as a church. And I pray for you as the body. And I pray for me and Donna for our life. God, would you direct our path? Would you direct us of what to do? Because, Lord, if I try to do it on my own, I'm probably going to make the wrong decision. I'm probably going to have a misstep. And, Lord, I could avoid some pain or some other people some pain if I try to trust or if I do lean into, I acknowledge you, I surrender to you. I yield to you, and you direct me. This is so practical. It's just a, a sober reminder that your life is a vapor, a mist, a fog. You, you know when that fog kind of just settles down on the water or over your home? Or you know when that, that, that mist is just there, and all of a sudden, poof, poof, it's gone. That's our life. I mean, we, we're just here, and then it's over. We're here, and it's over. We're a baby, and then we're adults. I mean, how many of you feel like your kids grew up too fast? How many of you feel like your grandkids are growing up too fast? Yeah. I mean, it's just life. How many of you feel like you're growing up too fast? How many of you feel like you're not growing up? Don't raise your hand. Okay. I mean, you know, life, life just happens. It, it's just hard. This brevity of life, this vapor. We live seven, We live maybe five years, 60, 70, 80, 90 Some even live to be a hundred. I don't know. But the British playwright George Bernard Shaw said, the statistics on death are quite impressive. One out of one people die. That was very impressive. One out of one die. So I know this. You don't escape this life. Well, theologically, you could. You could get raptured. Okay. But outside of the rapture, You're going to die. I know you're like, Pastor, you're getting too excited about death and da-da-da-da. All right, let's keep going here. So we say we're going to stay here, we're going to do this, but we want to trust that God... Here's the other thought I'd say to us. Any success that you and I have, it comes from Him, not from ourselves. We should not credit ourselves that we are so wise and intuitive and have figured it out. Lord, I got ahead. I got promoted. I got blessed, I got the job, I got the school, I got into the school, I got into the class, I got into the program, I got, I got something because the Lord allowed you to be there. Now, he expects us to work, and to work as unto the Lord, not to man, but the Lord does it. Lord, you are good. Look at the third point. See, there's only three points here. We're not in control, but God is. We do not know the future, but God does. Third, now, this is not the most comforting thought I'm ever going to give you, but I'm going to give it to you today. You heard it here. We may die at any time. I know you're going, I thought we were having an anniversary and celebration and balloons today. That was the, the most depressing thought you've ever got. Well, I mean, I know it's not, it's not a happy thought, but it's a, it's a realistic thought because we will. And so, so, Lord, at some point, we're, we're, we're going to be like a vapor. Like if you just write down Luke chapter 12 and you read about the rich uh, fool there, and he talks about, I'm going to do this and this, and there's going to be a great harvest. And then eventually it says, but, and I, I've laid up all these treasures. I've laid this up for many years, but yet tonight, today, your soul is demanded of you. But but but, but wait, I, I have things to do. I mean, in our lives, I, I know we all feel like I have many things to accomplish, and I haven't done them yet, but I'm going to do them someday. And maybe tomorrow or tomorrow year, whatever year that is. And you guys like, no, today but you will die at some point eventually. So, Lord, I don't need to assume that I've got... Like, here's. I hear this sometimes. Oh, so-and-so went to the doctor and they had a clean bill of health. That's awesome. And then they had a massive heart attack. Then they got pneumonia. Then they were in a car accident. Then something happened. Then things went south. I know you're like, Keith, man, get off this thing real quick. I, we, we know we're going to die, but we don't want to talk about it in church. This is not good. Here's why I'm driving this point, because I think James does. You're a mist. You're a fog. You're a vapor. You're, you appeareth. You vanish. Ooh. So what are we doing with the time that Christ has allotted to us, that we live on this earth, so here, here's some quick guidelines. I, I, didn't, I didn't put them in your notes, but you can write them down if you want to. Love, some of you love to take notes. Some of you just are so astute. You just love to listen. Okay, listen. Number one, five guidelines. Pray prayerfully, asking God for his guidance in your life. Father, I seek you. I want your mind. I want your heart. I want to consult you. I want you, Father, to be the CEO of my life. I want you to drive it. I want you to direct it. Secondly, plan without making any boastful assumptions not assuming on the grace of the lord but lord i trust you i make allowances for the unforeseen third do not include anything ungodly or unethical in your plans in other words don't compromise don't cheat and expect the blessing of god it just doesn't work that way psalm 119 101 in in mind i have refrained my feet from every evil way that i might keep your word here's the fourth one quickly plan with eternity's values and view lord i want to get an eternal mindset perspective of god how this might honor the kingdom of light in the fifth one lord i submit my plans to you and if you want to make any changes then come and make them quickly not that you need our permission but god help me here here, here's what i'd say to us because i do this all the time i submit my plan but then when god doesn't do what i wanted him to do I hate to tell you as your pastor is a man of faith. Sometimes I get disappointed. Let's just be real. Have you ever been disappointed with the Lord that it didn't work out like you had dreamed and hoped? But Lord, you are sovereign. You rule over all. So Lord, I have to be willing to say, it didn't come through. It didn't work out like I saw it. Lord, I got to trust that there's something better. I got to trust that there's something else you're doing in my life. I mean, that happens to me all the time. I, I've had so I had so many dreams for this church. I've seen so many things accomplished. I've seen so many things not accomplished. I mean, Donna, I tell you, man, if you got inside my heart, it's just been crazy. It's been an adventure for almost a quarter of a century with so many of you and people that have come and gone over the years. It's an awesome thing. So, yeah, I've been disappointed. I mean, right now, have you ever been disappointed? Sure. I mean, that's just life. So, Lord, I submit to you. I want to include you. Lord, here it is, verse 15. Instead, you should say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that, but if it's not your will. But listen to this. One wise man said this. Do you want to make God laugh? Tell God your plans. God, I used to tell the Father, I'd come out here. I'd give him this altar. I was so spiritual. God, this is what I want to see you do at Christ's community. And I would tell him. And sometimes I would come in here with a notebook, and I'd have a long list of what I would tell the Father. <laughs> And I think he laughed at some of them. And some of them I saw accomplished, and some of them I saw him do miracles, and I continue to see that. But other times, like, but who am I to presume on the Almighty One of heaven that he's going to be dictated by my plans when he is God and I am not? And, man, you're like, God, I, I, I like that. So, Lord, I just need to trust you. I need to let you set my schedule. No, here it is. We need to allow the Lord to set our schedules. Because, Lord, you know what is the outcome for us. So, every step we take, you know. He knows where we're going to fall, He knows where we're going to step, He knows when we're going to choose the right way. When your kids choose the right course of action and the right steps, you are so pleased as an earthly mom and dad, aren't you? When your kids choose dumb direction, you are not pleased. Matter of fact, you go, You're acting like your mama. You're acting like your daddy, just like your dad. Yeah, I, I knew it. And then if you're really a tick, you go, you're acting like your grandparents. So usually you don't say that because grandparents are almost perfect, aren't they, Beth? Aren't they, people? Hey, all your grandparents. Hey, today, today, it's Grandparents' Day. Matter of fact, let me do that real quick. All grandparents, just stand up. We just want to celebrate ourselves right now. Grandparents' Day. Look at this. Yeah. All right. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Wait a minute, keep standing. Look at this, all the wonderful geezers and beautiful ladies in the church. I love it. Uh, Y'all be seated. Isn't that awesome? Grandparents' day. I'm sorry, guys, we're just geezers, but I said you beautiful ladies. I would never call y'all geezettes or whatever. I I think I made that up. I don't even think geezettes is a word. Maybe it should be. Okay, all right, let's keep going. (laughs) I just made that up. That was weird, okay. When I hear this podcast this week, I'm going to go, why did I say that? Okay, here we go. Verse 16 and 17. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil, so it is sin to know the good, and you, net, you yet not do it. Lord, you've told me to do some things. I need to do that. I like what C.T. Studd, the great missionary, said one time. Because he was talking about it doesn't matter how long we live, it matters with what we do with the life that we do live. He said only one life twill soon be passed only that's what done for christ will last only the things that are done eternally for christ are the things that last forever they outlive us so we're not the master of our fate we're not the captain of our souls we're not the captain of our ship it's jesus so lord we want to hold lightly to what we have we want to value greatly who you are god we want to develop a mindset that is somehow centered on christ in the scriptures that we follow after you planning is not a sin but to leave god out of our planning is extremely sinful. so lord we want to trust you matter of fact to do that would be called practical atheism you say, no, I, I believe the Scriptures. I believe the creeds of Scripture. Uh, I do this, I do that. I practice spiritual disciplines. Great. But still, when you and I leave the Father out of directing and leading our life, it's some form of atheism where we say, God, I know better. I'll do this. I will neglect you. So here it is. It's always a sin to disobey the will of God. There's those sins of commission, and there are those sins of omission. I commit sinful acts. That's sin. But there's also those acts, those things that I should be doing, those not inactions, but actions, and those are sin too. So God, if there's something you want me to do, if there's something you want us to do, give us the grace and the guidance to do it, that we can go after you. So Lord, we trust you. And I'm going to close it this way this morning. I'm going to ask Jeremy if he'd come to the piano. I think it'll it'll set up this way. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus Christ with their lips, but they walk out the, de- the door and they deny him with their lifestyle and how they live their life. So the big idea, filled in. Move forward trusting in God. Don't be paralyzed, but move forward in faith trusting in God to lead. I ran across a quote this week that I found really really good and it's by bob pierce he was a world war ii veteran that birth just developed world vision that has been this in humanitarian agency that has touched the globe for christ and somebody asked bob pierce near the end of his life what has accounted for you to get so much done and accomplished in your lifetime and he said this I think there might even be a quote that will come up. Lord, I give you the right to change my agenda at any time you like without informing me in advance any followed after God. I want you to leave that up there. I want you to write that down today. I love that quote. Not that God ever needs to inform us about anything but lord i give you the right to change my direction my directives my objectives my agenda without even giving me information that you're going to do so because you are god and i trust you and you know what is best for me and for the church there's no guarantee of tomorrow only today let's close Would you bow your heads with me lord i pray that you would examine our hearts this sunday morning and you'd look at our hearts and our lives, and I pray that our hearts and our lives would bring honor to Christ, that you would be master, that you would be Lord, that we would follow you wherever you lead, we would run after Jesus. Lord, help us to know that when we make decisions without you, it is sinful. When we make decisions without you, we affect others. But Lord, help us to somehow get in on this subject that's so practical for our souls, That we would follow you daily in the direction and the promptings of the holy spirit and we would run after christ and follow him and listen to his voice and be blessed in our journey of faith god we love you and we thank you for gathering us in this place today to celebrate the grace and the goodness and the mercy of christ jesus you are lord amen